0: Welcome in, it is the Saturday Show. Adrian Leiser here with Jake Hatch, uh, but we are not here for long. We are just with you for the next 30 minutes, Jake. This is the most condensed Saturday show in existence, yeah. but we make way for Utah State basketball. It's true. But uh, glad we get to be on for a little bit and mm-hmm. just kind of, maybe just this is basically a podcast or a quick little uh 20 minutes for We're going to mash listeners.
1: 3 hours worth of content in yes, 30 minutes. Yes,
0: but uh happy to be here. Uh don't forget Utah State basketball will be on the air next with uh, Scott Gerard uh coming up. Um uh, Jake, a lot to talk about, so I uh, hope all is well in your world. Well. I hope you yeah. had a
1: great Christmas. It was good. It was good. It spoiled the
0: kids and everything. It was a yeah. fun time. How was yours? It was good. Just got spoiled. No, just, just My mom makes it. a great dinner, so, you know. <laughs> hey,
1: that's all that matters. She,
0: uh, so, uh, went, went up to the parents. It was a good time.
1: Yeah, one thing we should mention before we get started here, Adrian, is the Saturday show is brought to you by Stockton 12 Honda. Yes. We will be down there, I'm sure, in the near future, hanging yeah. out with our friends down there, but wanted to make sure we got them a shout out in this condensed version.
0: Yeah, I missed which... you last time. Yes, I was. You were... Taking on the road. a good trip. Yeah. Yep. But uh yeah, we love our friends down there at Stockton Twelve Honda. We will be down there sooner than later. Um, Jake, let's go back further okay. in the week. We talked la- we talked a couple days ago, um, when we did the BYU pregame show mm-hmm. and uh, BYU Hawaii. We thought it'd be a high scoring affair. Both of us picked BYU to win that one, but BYU ends up losing that game thirty-eight to thirty-four Uh, behind a big day from cole mcdonald which kind of expected was going to be the case but he kind of goes off especially that first quarter hawaii was rolling in that first half um zach wilson 274 yards two interceptions um not a lot going for the cougars they put up a bunch of yards especially on the ground yeah uh and uh they just they couldn't find a way to win the game and kind of your overall thoughts on that bowl game itself and what does it mean for the season as for BYU as a whole?
1: Well, in the game itself, BYU's defense comes out just absolutely shredded in the first half. They got absolutely dominated. In the second half, the defense st- stepped up and held Hawaii scoreless until that late touchdown, which ultimately proved to be the game winner. My big beef is what is BYU's coaching staff thinking throwing a pass behind the line of scrimmage? to Zach Wilson's left on third and two when you've been absolutely dominating in the run game late in that game. They took a play call. They overcoached it. And I feel like the coaching staff cost BYU a chance to win that game. That's just my thought on it.
0: Yeah, that was, you know. Sometimes you overthink things.
1: Yeah, and that's I, and I think they that was that one time those moments. out, And I think that in that timeout, I think they got ahead of themselves. Someone thought, just has
0: to say, "Let's." Sometimes it, we've seen, we saw it yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yes, you know, we saw it in we've seen it in football games mm-hmm. as old as time, and it still never seems to stick with people. Yeah. It's sometimes the you know, in the words of the
1: in the Simpsons, "Keep it simple." Yeah, you well, know, head I can't finish that. But I, anyway, the, you yeah. know, just sometimes run the ball. Yeah. I would have taken I taken that to my offensive line and the running back at that time was Tyler Algier, who had who just by the way averaged 9.6 yards per sure. carry in that game. I would have told my offensive line, "Guess what? This one's on you guys. We get this first down, we win this game."
0: And you always hear when offensive linemen talk about a play like that, yeah. or at the end of the game when they really want just it. they they love it. Yes. They just want to lean on the defensive line and mm-hmm. they just want to move the pile and get yards. And, and the coaching
1: staff took it right out of their
0: yeah. Hands. So unfortunately, BYU drops that game. And uh, Jake, it you know they end up the season seven and six and For the second straight year, second straight year. And I I I got to admit, I'm coming on long the way. I've almost forgotten that they beat Tennessee and USC. Well, th- Because of the way they yeah. finished the season. Yeah. Even that Boise State win, now I'm like, like you lose to San Diego State, you drop this Hawaii game, mm-hmm. you've lost to Toledo and USF, you didn't perform well against the G5-level teams, which no. is, I'm with Tony 100% where I hold them to a G5 level, not a P5 level. Okay. And it just was not a great year for BYU I know you get seven wins but in my opinion uh a lot a lot a lot to work on to make this program better
1: yeah well this is going to be one of the seasons you look back it's a woulda coulda shoulda season yeah you have those wins obviously the win over USC the win over Tennessee the win over Boise State those are all big wins but they're offset by losses at Toledo at USF lost to San Diego State and now most recently that loss to Hawaii in the bowl game you're you were going into San Diego State thinking you know what they're seven and four they have a chance to go nine and four here instead they slumped to seven and six yeah it's a disappointing year for BYU there is yeah. no if and or but about it I know some BYU fans are trying to spin it you can't spin this one I I don't think you can spin it because. BYU had all their momentum going for them, going into that San Diego State game. And as it stands, they sit at 7-6 and six for the second straight year. There's now going to be a quarterback controversy entering this offseason. I'm with DJ, who we, we talked yesterday on DJ and PK about the fact that the quarterback job should be wide open in spring ball. And all three of the quarterbacks that BYU played this year that won games for the Cougars should all got, get equal reps and an opportunity to win this job.
0: Yeah, we talked about it in the pregame. Yeah. It was... Uh, my number one key was what will Zach Wilson do to secure his job? He played okay. And he played he okay. Played great. And he didn't play great. Yeah. And all, and that's not to say Zach won't be a great quarterback at PYU, mm-hmm. but it's to say those other guys performed well enough to get a shot and a crack at that starting quarterback Correct. position. Yeah. So And you've heard Kalani in the past. He's never just anointing a starter again. That's what he has said. And um, the, it's going to be interesting in spring ball. Who gets the reps? Who doesn't? And into fall camp, yeah, frankly.
1: The off season now is going to have a lot of questions. Are there coaches going to be ultimately on the move? Who knows? But there's a lot of questions that remain unanswered.
0: Um, let's pivot now to tonight. The big boys are playing. And it <laughs> is the start of the, uh, the college football playoff the uh the semi speaking of should have could have you know utah kind of had an outside shot at it had a couple of chances and did not perform it's when gonna necessary. stick tough
1: fans craw for a while with this by yep. the way
0: but to start it off you've got oklahoma taking on lsu joe burrow um taking on jalen hurts as they say in the quarterback battle jalen hurts of course transfers ends up at oklahoma gets them to 12 and 1 and uh this is the this is the matchup i'm not exactly looking forward to i oklahoma ranks yeah poorly compared to the other three teams as well in defense they play in the big 12 which we all know about their defense they haven't necessarily showed uh they showed maybe that they're the fourth best team in the country But this playoff could have, in my opinion, been only three deep. You could have given LSU a bye and let the other two play it out because it's
1: very very clear that there are three top teams.
0: Right, and I I think this year, even if Utah had gotten in, I think it still might have been pretty clear top three teams based on how we saw Utah. Come down the stretch so um, this game I'm not really looking forward to as far as the score but I want to see what Joel Burrow can do because I'm really I just really enjoy watching him play the quarterback position
1: yeah and that's gonna be the fun part is to see how good LSU looks in this game yeah Oklahoma will hang with them because the Oklahoma's offense is still very good. Jay, led by Jalen Hurts, obviously. Very good offense. Their defense is going to be their downfall, though. I don't think they have the horses to mm. slow down LSU to any meaningful degree, give themselves an opportunity. But of course, that's why they get out there and play the game. I'm with you. This is the less appealing of the two semifinals. And the nice part is it is the day part of the day-night doubleheader here because they're going to play at 2 o'clock. And then we're going to have Ohio State and Clemson in the night. Now that is a game I'm excited yeah. to see,
0: and you know we've gotten to see a lot of Oklahoma LSU this year, national televised games, correct? Because they've been so. It's not like we just say, oh, we don't, we haven't watched them, so why yeah. would we watch? But I, I just don't, I don't find it a compelling matchup because I think LSU is so much better. Yep. Um, but you're right. This second matchup, Clemson Ohio State, uh, is fascinating. You've got Trevor Lawrence. You've got uh justin fields who's got a little bit of an injury but sounds like he'll be okay he's
1: wearing a knee brace you
0: yeah. yeah uh but just you know trevor lawrence considered a no doubt nfl hit when, <laughs> when he comes out yeah. and uh you know justin fields has been exciting you got this is the only game that doesn't feature two transfer quarterbacks it just has the one in trevor lawrence yep. and, which is i think an interesting thing where there's three quarterbacks who all have transferred um a quick aside, that's the one position I don't necessarily blame players for transferring but because yeah. it's the position where there's not really a rotation.
1: Yeah, you have, if, to, have, it, if, you have to have an injury to get into yeah, these games. Yeah, sometimes.
0: if you don't win, it's not like yeah. a defensive lineman. You you get to... Uh, Get to shuffle in every once in a while. Yeah, no. Quarterback, we, if you're good, you may want to go. There's one so, guy
1: who handles the ball ideally for an entire season at the quarterback job. You don't want to have to play yeah. multiple guys. BYU's done in the last couple of years, and look what they've done. It's, yeah. it's not ideal to have multiple guys as your quarterback.
0: Yeah, but uh, the, this game should be good. 13 um, 0 versus 13 0. I kind of like Ohio State. In this one, but you, I mean, Clemson's won two of the last three national titles, mm-hmm. and speak like everyone has Alabama fatigue. I wonder why they don't have Clemson fatigue.
1: I think Clemson's just they haven't uh, been on the scene as long as Alabama has, if that yeah. makes sense. And their coach, also, he's not as cantankerous as Nick Saban is. Speaking of Dabo Swin,
0: eh, but he's pretty cantankerous,
1: he is cantankerous, but it's in a different way. He's a very folksy type of guy, and I think that charm is what has kind of helped keep the. The Sheen still on Clemson. They're motivated in this, Adrian, because yes. all season long they've been said the ACC sucks. And yes, the ACC does suck, but they are clearly the best team and they're an elite program out of the ACC. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be surprised if this turns into an absolute classic between these two teams.
0: Yeah, and if you win the title and you go undefeated the next year, you're not being left out, no. regardless of what your conference looks like. Yeah, no, that's just true. That's just what's going to be the case. You all the teams so. put in
1: front of you, they're going to put you back in. Now, the funny thing is this might be the first real matchup that Clemson has faced all year long in terms of a team that matches them step for step in yeah. terms of talent, et cetera, I feel yeah. like.
0: I'm totally with you and it should be a fun one I'm going to go with Ohio State wins this game though.
1: Okay, I'm going Clemson, I'm running right. on the Tigers and Dabo, I think they've got a lot to prove, I think they're going to be motivated uh, Ohio State's very talented there's no doubt about it, Ryan Day and Justin Fields have formed quite the partnership Ohio State's defense absolutely phenomenal, Chase Young's going to have to get after Trevor Lawrence in this game I'm looking at this from both sides, and I'm like, man, I am very excited to watch that football game just because of the talent on both yeah. sides. That's the biggest thing because I feel like, yeah, we're all both in agreement LSU's going to roll. They're going to roll past Oklahoma. I think so, yeah. And then in this other game, it could be a really tight game and go down to the wire, and that's what you hope it ends up being because these are two programs that are elite. they got a lot of talent and a lot of pride.
0: Either way, I think we're going to get a very good championship game.
1: Oh yeah, I, Between,
0: I would agree with that. I, I would say LSU and whoever wins this game. Can I bring
1: up one more point about yeah. this? Why are we playing these games on December twenty eighth? Just I, I don't like how this schedule is set up.
0: I think I think because um, a couple of years ago when they played on New Year's Eve, they the ratings were but, not good. I know the
1: New Year's Eve thing obviously is a, is a problem. Yeah, play these games on New Year's Day. You got to figure this out.
0: Please. Yeah, and I also understand that because you. As much as you can really tell your players to keep it tight. Yeah. New Year's Eve is New Year's Eve. Yeah, You never want to. Like, I I would, if I was a coach, I would trust my players to obviously behave and blah, blah, blah. But you yeah. never know. Somebody could go get loose and have some fun that night and.
1: I guess. I and just, it's a
0: Saturday. It's yeah. good to have it on a Saturday. Well, I, I don't I get that
1: part of it? I just,
0: college football is made to be on a December
1: Saturday. December 28th for me screams just, okay, why this day? If that makes sense. It's just the the perception of it. It was a couple days past Christmas, and all of a sudden we're playing games that are going to decide the national championship. Yeah. It doesn't feel like we've had enough time for this to breathe, to use that expression.
0: Yeah, maybe, and maybe they just went close to Saturday to New Year's and well, called it yeah, that. yeah, and
1: this is actually going to be the biggest gap in between playoff semifinal and national championship game that they'll have have I think in the yeah. bulls in the cycle? I think it's 15 days. They're not going to play the national championships till, till. Uh january 13th if i'm not mistaken whoa i
0: didn't know that that's a long way there's
1: a big gap and so it's going to make for an interesting situation now with these two teams that come off this normally it's been they have between about a week to between six and nine days before they play the national championship they're gonna have a full two weeks here in the lead up to the national championship game i just it's just a weird feel for me because i feel like we're just coming off christmas and all of a sudden like bam Here's the college football playoff semifinal.
0: Yeah, uh, it it should be fun one though. Either way, yep. matter what day it is. Um, yep. And then uh, finally, Jake, let's talk a little bit of Utah Jazz. A lot of news last week. They they trade Dante Exum.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they release Jeff Green. They trade. They bring in Jordan Clarkson and Rajon Tucker. Um, also, they play the Trailblazers on yeah. thurs- uh, Thursday night, and uh, they get that win one twenty one one fifteen. Donovan yeah. Mitchell spectacular. Rudy Gobert amazing. All that. Um, But now, tonight, they're taking on the Clippers. But kind of uh, your reaction to the Dante Exum trade, uh, bringing in Jordan Clarkson, maybe what, you know, that what that brought to the team and what they lost in Dante.
1: Well, so I I echo kind of what David Locke had to say yesterday with David James who was on with him. And David Locke said that Jordan Clarkson's going to offer more to this Utah Jazz team right now than Dante Exum could because Dante is still rehabbing. He's still getting back into form from yet another injury layoff. He needs 20-plus minutes a game night in and night out to really find out what he can do now that he's coming off all these injuries. The Jazz can't offer that to him right now. They're in win-now mode. They are not in developmental mode like they were when they drafted him originally. They need guys who can come in and score buckets. And guess what? That's what Jordan Clark is. He is a bucket getter. He goes out and scores buckets. You saw him against Portland. Hits his first shot. Ends up 4 of 12 on the night. He was aggressive. And... I, I he didn't even know what was going on with the Jazz setup. No, he, he
0: flew in the morning of the game. He
1: was undergoing his physical during shoot-around. Yeah. So essentially, he probably sat down with like Johnny Bryant or whoever one of the assistants was before the game and they said, okay, here's what you're going to do. They gave him like the dumbed-down version of just go out there and play. And I thought for all intents and purposes, he went out there and showed what he could do and I, I like what Jordan Clarkson brings to the table. One other point that David Locke brought up is that Jordan Clarkson has played on some awful, awful teams this yes. time in the NBA. David Locke brought up the point that the only time he's played in meaningful regular season games was the year that the Cavs made the run to the NBA Finals before LeBron went to LA. He was traded there midseason, played 28 regular season games. As David Locke said, those are the only 28 regular season games that have had any impact or any sense of having a a meaning in any way, shape, or form in his career. He's interested to see how he does now that he's on a team that Win now. It's a win now mentality for the Utah Jazz.
0: Yeah, he, and he's got you know he's got a lot of pop. That guy is he, does. he is a athletic athletic guy. I loved and he's watching going back him. to the Staples Center yeah. tonight. I loved watching him on the run. On the he you know that's one thing Quinn said. He's you know just at a certain point it's just playing basketball. Correct. Yeah. And especially on the run, if you get going on a break, you know there's something He's 4'12". twelve. He played a lot of isolation, but I think that has to go with what you were talking about, where mm-hmm. it's like I don't know what I'm doing. I have the ball. I'm just going to do something now. Yeah. And uh, I obviously, as you get more acclimatized, as we've said with a lot of these guys this year, but um, I, he's a guy that, coming off the bench, I think is going to be a really good role for him. He's not asked to come in here and score 33 like he had for the Cavs. You know, he's, yes. he's coming off the bench. If he goes 8 for 12 and gets you 16 points, I mean, mm-hmm. you're, that's a steal. Yeah, and he, he missed a couple threes that were wide open. That, there's so many factors into his first game that you don't really – pay attention to yeah. uh, it, I think he I'm with you I think he brings a really nice and uh, you know Dante he he never quite could get himself into the rotation correct even if he was rehabbed and yeah. uh, ready to go if for a win now team there's no time mm-hmm. to have a guy go out there and feel things out and learn yeah, you can say
1: hey Dante go out there and see what you can do
0: yeah unfortunately that's the way it is maybe ten, five years ago when they drafted him yes. and unfortunately his career got derailed by so many injuries but This team, this particular Jazz team, is not the team for a guy who's trying to find his way back into the league.
1: And that's a credit to the Cavaliers and the Jazz understanding. Jordan Clarkson didn't really fit with Cleveland, what they have going. They're a young team. They're trying to build through the draft, and they're going nowhere this year. They have the opportunity for Dante Exum to play big minutes, in theory, there, and give him his opportunity to see what he ultimately can be now that he's coming off these injuries. Yeah. Clarkson can come in here and provide a scoring punch off a bench that has been lackluster, to say the least, for the Utah Jazz. So I like that. The other point, the other uh, signing they made is the release of Jeff Green and then bring bring in Rajon Tucker. I'm interested to see what Tucker can do. He shot an extremely high clip there for the Wisconsin Herd. 39% from three in the G League. It's a different level. We all get that. But I am interested to see what he can offer to the Jazz. Because they signed him to a multi-year deal here mm-hmm. in the hope that he can kind of become the next Royce O'Neal, they hope. Yeah. And, we'll and he's s- a different type of player than Royce. Let's be clear. Yeah, clearer. we'll
0: see where he fits when Conley yeah. comes back. Now, of course, we heard that Conley's going to be out even more time yes. with that hamstring. But... Um, at a certain point, get a go out and get a guy who brings a lot of energy and see what he can do. Yeah, there are guys out there in the G League. They make their way through, mm-hmm. and sometimes it doesn't start. You don't have to be a a slam dunk. Pardon the pun. Right your first year. No, especially out of the draft. You don't. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't always happen that way for players, and sometimes it takes a couple years in the G League and scoring thirty points a game to really get your feel. And we'll see what he can do. He certainly can dunk.
1: Yes, he can dunk, he beat Donovan Mitchell. He's got a nice Mitchell. jumper. He beat so. Donald Mitchell in a dunk contest back in the day. And I, I I'm with you. I just I look at this almost in the same vein of what they did with Royce O'Neill. Granted, Royce O'Neal did not come up through the G League. He was playing in Europe before the Jazz brought him in. He went to that workout for yeah, the yeah. Jazz. But he was a European product, he came over from Europe to play. But the Jazz signed him on a deal where it gave them the option to to continue to bring him along, so essentially, what the deal is with uh, Rajon Tucker, if it's the deal, I understand it to be. He's got a guarantee for this year, and then there's option years for the next two or three years, where the Jazz can just continue to pick up his deal and continue to work with yep.
0: him. Yep. Uh, you know, and George Niang, a guy who came to the yeah, G exactly, League, you know, yeah. so there, there's a lot of success stories out of that league.
1: And, and let's be let's be real with the new two way deals. There's not a lot of talent that's top talent that's just free-floating there in the G League anymore. Credit to the Utah Jazz for going down to Las Vegas. By the way... Big props to the Salt Lake City Stars for winning mm-hmm. that. To win $100,000 for all 10 of your guys, when you guys usually are playing about $35,000 contracts, that's, that's huge. awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. So congratulations to them stepping back into this. What he did at that showcase event, Jazz Brass saw what he could do and said, you know what, we can work with that. And I think that the Jazz are betting on their developmental program, which has proven itself year in and year out. Being, this being the next guy they feel like they can work with.
0: Uh, Jazz Clippers tonight, Jake. Uh, the Clippers' impressive win over the Lakers on Christmas yes. Day. That was a awesome basketball Fun game. game. Yeah. Uh, to me, the two best teams in the West right there going, not just because of the standings, but when you watch them, you can tell yes. right now they are the two best teams in the West. Um, Jazz Clippers tonight. We'll see what happens. It's a great test for this team because they've beaten the teams they should beat. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a chance to go on the road and beat the Heat. They won 6-7. They fell fell in that Miami game, but played hard. Almost had it. I think they ran out of gas. Yep. Another great test tonight against a elite team in the league, especially yeah. on the road. So, yeah,
1: you're going to go to the Staples Center, and obviously the Clippers are going to be favored in this game it, it, just because they are the better yep. team. But the Jazz, I think they're motivated for this. I think they want to prove themselves because, yeah, like you said, they've been feasting on some t- teams that are below 500 mm-hmm. in terms of their records of late. Now this is a big time test for them. Go face off against one of the two top teams in your in your conference and you're playing on their home court and they're gonna be motivated and this should be a game that I'm I'm excited to watch because I think the Jazz, I think they found some things that work for them. We're gonna see if they can put it all together tonight against one of the elite teams in the NBA. All
0: right, Jake. That's gonna
1: do it. We're done. Sweet.
0: We got three hours done. My wife will be happy. I don't uh, Yeah, exactly. Today. Uh, don't forget, coming up next, it is Utah State basketball right here on the zone sports network scott gerard on the call don't miss it uh, it's gonna be a fun game and uh we will talk to you next saturday here on the saturday show for J catch i'm adrian Lizer. see you later on the zone sports network